Six Foot Plus, a program of music and more for those who like it spooky. Broadcasting from a remote corner of the front office, found online at sixfootplus.com. Welcome to another episode of Six Foot Plus, found online at sixfootplus.com, on the Stitcher mobile smartphone app, and on iTunes. You can now find us by searching on the Dog Catcher, D-O-G-G, Catcher, podcast app for your Android smartphone. Stitcher for streaming, Dog Catcher for downloading, recommending for both. In other words, you should recommend Six Foot Plus to all your friends. Recommend, rate, review. It's the best way to show your support for this creepy little program. This time around, we go out and visit Heather Buckley on another edition of Heather Buckley's Obscurities, talking about a lovely little gem called Edge of Sanity. Monster Matt will pop up for another Monster Matt Minute. We also have music by Sam Haynes, Plan 9, The Brick Bats, and more. The House of Haunt opened up the show with their song, Dead. They reached out to me on Twitter. It's at Six Foot Plus, which I will probably repeat about three more times before this show's over. Send me a tweet. I do enjoy making new friends. Uh, some sad news this week. The Gospel According to the Barstool Preacher came to a close over at RadioBillyFM.com. The preacher himself has been unfortunately diagnosed with cancer, so send your support to Todd Bugs. You can do so over at Todd Bugs, all one word on Twitter. Do save him a drink for the day that he tells us all that it's gone into remission. On the positive side of the fence, Manor Astroman started pre-orders for their first new album in close to, what, 12, 13 years? DEFCOM 54321. It's currently available for digital purchase, but if you want a CD, that comes out next month with a vinyl release shortly after that. Bottlenose Coffins released their first album, Gayzilla, earlier this year, mixing surf, punk, and partying all together. It's really good. I like it a lot. So do check it out. Here now is a song from Bottlenose Coffins, Dr. Underhill. Do you feel brain? Are you mad? Uh, do you feel like wolves about Rafranis? Get Franis Boots Boots Boogie Get Ramits Get 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 Get
and in your neighborhood, thousands of girls are becoming rockabilly hellcats. Girls running in packs who learn the naked facts of life too young, just in clothes from cats like us. Don't tell me you've never rode a hot rod or had a late date in the second balcony. These girls shop online all hours of the night at catslikeus.com, and they get what they want. T-shirts, tight dresses, handbags, and more, these girls are dressed to kill. Too young to be careful, too tough to be afraid. I get my kicks at Cats Like Us, city of Tonawanda. CatsLikeUs.com Hi, this is Debbie Rashawn, and you are listening to the Six Foot Plus Podcast, baby. Listen up. She Never Sleeps, and Rocket from the Crypt before that. The album Group Sounds was released on vinyl last Saturday for Record Store Day. Hopefully you went, and also that you visit your local record store more than once a year. I mentioned Twitter earlier, at 6footplus, that's number 6, F-T-P-L-U-S. You can also follow Gravediggers Local 16 on Twitter, at GDL16. Facebook.com slash six foot plus and slash gravediggers local for all your Facebook needs. And at six foot plus podcast, number six, F T P L U S podcast on Instagram. Friend of the podcast, Sam Haynes, has been running a Kickstarter campaign to press physical CDs and vinyl of his new album, Welcome to the Horror Show, a collection of atmospheric sounds horror film samples, fun up-tempo Halloween-themed tracks, and dark electro soundtrack music. Uh, By the time this show comes out, he has about a week to raise as much as he can to finance this little project of his. If you want to support an independent horror artist, search for Sam Haynes, 
H-A-Y-N-E-S on Kickstarter. Here he is now with Endless Nightmare.
From the Grave by Grave Stompers. I don't know about you, listener, but the weather finally turned somewhat tolerable here today. I might get a bit of spring in before the sweltering heat of summer drives me to drink a lot of water. Here's to you getting a little bit of the transitional season. We weren't meant to live on summer and winter alone. It's getting warmer, so it means that the concert season will be picking up. That's good. More shows, more activities to do is always a positive. The ground is getting easier for burials, so uh, another good thing. People wear less and act stupid in parks. Uh, You take the good with the bad. It's all really a wonderful season, which has absolutely nothing to do with the Monster Bat Minute. Good morning, maniacs. 
<laughs> yes, that's right. It is I, your fiend, yours truly, Monster Matt Patterson, and Maniacs for right now. We're on a Monster Matt Radio. We're on a Monster Matt Radio. Come on down to Matsylvania. With my bad jokes, I'll try to entertain ya. Or something like that. All apologies, by the way, to Wall of Voodoo, the uh, band that originally did Mexican Radio. And uh, I really dug that song. I thought it was pretty neat. Anyways, Maniacs, I'm so glad you're here. So glad you made it. And uh, let's hop right into it, shall we? I do not wish to waste a moment of your time. Here we go. Yes, ready? What TV show about a radio station do ghouls and monsters like? W-K-R-E-E-P-Y in Cincinnati. That's uh, creepy, in case you weren't sure. (laughs) Oh, yeah, with call letters like that, it's no wonder that you can find it at 66.6 on your radio dial. (laughs) Any further down the dial, it would be found in your glove box. See what I'm saying there? If you don't, it's okay. It's kind of an inside joke with radio people. All right, maniacs, do not worry, do not fear, because there's more of this gobbledygook coming right now. So, in Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2, Stretch, the radio DJ, plays a tape with screaming and chainsaw sounds. Believe it or not, it wasn't music from Jackal. Oh, wow. Did he really? Yes, he did. I'm a lumberjack, baby. (laughs) I can't sing like that guy, nor do I wish to, but you get the idea. Anyways, moving right along, moving right along. uh, Adrian Barbeau played DJ Stevie Wayne in a John Carpenter film. And it was about evil ghost sailors attacking Antonio Bay. You know, um... I can easily picture the film in my brain. Uh, however, I'm having a tough time thinking of the title. Can you help me out? I, I'm, it's on the tip of my tongue. It, it's sitting there. I can't think of it. It's, it's almost like there's a fog clouding my mind. <laughs> See what I did there? Aren't you proud of me? <laughs> <laughs> oh, maniacs, maniacs. <clears throat> Pardon me. Uh, what? And this is your your final abusement. <laughs> I think you've had enough for now, right? This is the final one. Here we go. Finally, finally. What movie do you get by crossing a Jeff Fahey film called Body Parts with the biopic of Howard Stern? Private Body Parts. maniacs i love you you know i do you know it's true and if you don't please check the label and i'll see you next time bye bye you just survived the monster matt minute with monster matt patterson to find out more about monster matt his adventures and to read his new horror comedy comic head over to ha ha horror found online at ha ha horror.com Thank you.
Gonna eat my mud bug. Gonna eat my mud bug. Gonna eat the whole thing. Gonna eat it alone. You don't eat my mud bug. I don't share my mud bug. If you wanna eat a mud bug, go on and get your own. Gonna ball my mud bug. Gonna throw in some spice. Boil it up real nice. Until it's dead and red. Gonna shove that mud bug. Gonna pull out the vein. Gonna break it in half. And suck the juice from its head. And then I'll take that mud bug. Pull the meat out the claws. Chop it up in my jaws. And then I peel off the legs. Gonna yank out the tail. Pull the shell off the meat. Eat it up real sweet. Then eat that clutch of eggs. Ah, oh, play it on out now. Goblin Haas and Goblin Haas Records. Get to GoblinHaas.com, G-O-B-L-I-N-H-A-U-S.com for new horror rock CDs, records, and horrific monster and Halloween collectibles. Need a Frankenstein for your granny, a costume for the kid, or some sounds for your ears? Goblin Haas has it. And now on Goblin Haas Records, strange dreams and graveyard scenes await in Transylvania Mania. The new 13-song full-length record by Monster Agogo, a ripping return to the pogoing days of the Misfits, 45 Grave, and the Dam. Transylvania Mania, available exclusively on CD from Goblin Haas Records. All things spook. Goblin House. This is Boa Raymond Olubuwale, not just the Axeman, but the Canadian Heavyweight Champion. And you're listening to Six Foot Plus. 
song from Guantanamo Baywatch, a mix of garage, trash, and surf. Good band, definitely worth your attention. Before that was Baron Dixon and Nick Baker and Mudbug, a part of the soundtrack to Tyrannovision, Empire Highway. This past weekend, I saw Fright Barker and Sons, sort of a Bayou Swamp revival with a healthy dose of black humor. Cures what ails ya, I tell you what. When I get some of their music to share, I'll do it gladly. And if you have music that you want to hear on this program, let me know, either on Twitter or contact at sixfootplus.com. The number six, F-T-P-L-U-S dot com. Same goes if you have any advertising interests. Got a product, got a program, got an event that you want to plug on here? Contact at sixfootplus.com. These guys have a new album coming out soon, The Kings of Outer Space. This is Imaginary Friend. Allons-y.
is Alexandra West. This is Andrea Subasati from the Faculty of Horror. And you're listening to Six Foot Plus. Silver Shine, with the title track to their new album, Middle of Nowhere. We don't have to go out to the middle of nowhere for the next edition of Heather Buckley's Obscurities. We only have to go out to, well, New Jersey. Anyways, strap in, let's cross the river and head on over to the Garden State for another state of mind as Obscurities takes a look at Edge of Sanity. Welcome again to Heather Buckley's Obscurities. I'm Strange Jason, and we are here in the nerve center of horror, known as Buckley Manor, in scenic New Jersey. Please welcome Miss Heather Buckley. Hello, Jason. How is it shaking? It's uh, shaking all over. Cue soundtrack. 
Heather Buckley's work has been published in Fangoria magazine, online at dreadcentral.com, and throughout the horror universe. Cue Carl Sagan. She is of many talents, one of which is being highly knowledgeable of films that have been often overlooked or underappreciated by us, the collective mind of monsters everywhere. Well, thankfully, she's here now to give these odd, off-the-beaten-path films a second chance at the spotlight. And so what are we uh, talking about this time around? Something special, something creepy, or what's up? We're going to talk about Edge of Sanity, which came out in 1989. Anyone who knows me knows that I believe my renaissance in horror happened in like 1981 to 1989. That's sort of like the Heather Buckley universe of, of horror, that, because that means I was old enough to see every film that I could that either Gorezone or Fangoria spoke about. So instead of AD or BC, we're talking horror HB. HB. It's, dur it's during that time period. Now, 89, I feel, is a renaissance because that's kind of when, like, Nightbreed came out, one of my favorites, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3, but also Edge of Sanity. When I was very young, young Heather Buckley, 13, saw Psycho, fell in love with Norman Bates, Unironically. Unironic. Unironically. I just, I just thought I loved his characterization. He was, he was very sensitive, but then he was also a killer. It's a term that I, that I like to put out into the, into the horror world. The idea of a brutal twink. A brutal twink. Yes, Herbert West is the same sort of, the same sort of <laughs> character. They're very sort of, they're, they're very, they're very delicate. They're very loving. They're very shy, but there's also this other part of them that's, uh, that's very homicidal. So I would watch everything Perkins was in. And while reading Gorezone magazine, mm -hmm. I read about this film called Edge of Sanity. And it was very stylized, and it starred Anthony Perkins as a Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde role. So not only am I getting Norman Bates, I'm getting Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, which is one of my favorite stories because I used to always draw, and I love the iconography, the sort of... Um, the Jack the Ripper iconography of the hat, the cape, the external steel. And it's like, great, he's going he's gonna to be in this film. So I'm going to have to see it. Oh, I already course. took out the poster from Gorezone magazine, hung it on the wall with uh, Anthony uh, Perkins holding, uh, holding a scalpel. And it's like, I need to see this film. So I go to Video, Video Magic and I rent it. This is when I'm, uh, this is when I'm, when I'm very young. And it, it was like watching uh, that I reflect back. Mm -hmm. like a lost Ken Russell film. Okay. It's a film because I always like to go like, what is it like? It's a film you would watch, but also, also Perkins in it. It would seem highly influenced by Crimes of Passion. Mm -hmm. It uses a lot of the color schemes. Again, like there's, there's, a, there's a lot of gels. It's a lot of colorful sets. So it's, Edge of Sanity talks about, a, it speaks of a Victorian time where punk rock fashion was still around. So there, so we have wow. these these prostitutes wearing you know belts that say boy on it, and they're they have like a half crop sleeve going off the, off the side. So it's Victorian. It's kind of eighties punk rock sort of look, and Ken and Ken Russell sort of crimes of passion, maybe slightly slightly the devil's a little Derek Jarman in there because the sets are extremely stylized. You have a lot of red. You have people wearing crazy punk rock new new, new wave makeup telling the story of a Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde who's transformed because he discovers cocaine. 
<laughs> okay. Uh, so he so he does lines of it, and he go and, and then the elegant, slightly sickly Jekyll transforms into Hyde, who's wearing all black, who has like pasty makeup. He looks like Ian Drury going out and killing prostitutes again, killing glam rock, punk rock, eighties prostitutes in a Victorian London setting. No. So it's not even that it's anachronistic. It's just they're re-envisioning, re-envisioning sort of like a stylized Victorian time. Okay. Other films to think about that are like that are maybe a little bit like Cafe Flesh mm-hmm. or Dr. Caligari made by the same director that also came out in, in the 80s. Oh, oh, so this isn't The Cabinet. Oh, okay. Different. No, that's that's even that film is even more obscure. It wouldn't quite be a horror film though. Oh, it's just no, it's... weird cinema. You could get it on a porn label, but it was sent to me as a film. Again, I read about <laughs> Dr. Caligari and Gorzo in magazine. It's like there's a time for experimentation mm-hmm. in the in the in the eighties and part of the nineties that you could really do stuff like this. I think I think part of what we live in now, there's a lot of white noise and you're on Netflix and you just go like, I have no idea what to watch. Mm-hmm. But back in the day there were there were certain magazines that sort of focused on stuff like that. So Toxic Horror and Gore Zone always really helped me out. If I want if I didn't want contemporary work, I would go to my cult movie guides one, two, three, Psychotronic Movie Guide would would be the bibles for such things which i used to bring to video stores and i remember meeting uh my gingold who i would then work for and the stuff that i do for for fangoria and just remembering his his short little article and synopsis of uh, of edge of sanity sometimes on my facebook page there'll be little blips of people discovering edge of sanity mm-hmm. but i don't know if it's totally well known but I, I certainly if you're a ken russell fan or you like a lot of sort of that mix up sort of weird you know, anachronistic artifice sort of cinema. I would watch Edge of Sanity. I'm not saying it's a it's a great film. It has what a lot of those films of the 80s. It's like a it's a, it's like a little tacky. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're not having a Ken Russell behind the camera. Even De Palma that sort of worked in the in that sort of heightened style with 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 with, with a lot of gels. But there there's something endearing about it. I think. A lot of indie films that don't quite work, there's an outsider art style or at least somebody trying. They're not trying to recreate like an 80s trauma movie where you see a lot of the kids today doing their film there. They're trying to do something. And even if it was awkward, I say God bless. This seems to have more of that experimentation that might not be touched upon. As you mentioned before, the white noise also seems in modern cinema that there's so much that can be done that everything just becomes a little bit homogenized that like okay sure we can make heads explode we can have eat you know cgi monsters and whatnot instead where this sounds more of it takes an outsider well it seems part of it is that it's not trying to appear authentic or real or hyper-realistic. And that's something that I'm very interested in cinema because, again, you spend all that time and money making stuff look realistic. Mm -hmm. I like to make things look a a, a little off, a little dreamlike. I know Waters did that in Desperate Living. Mm -hmm. It's like you know it's not a real world, but it kind of makes you feel uncomfortable because it's like I'm in a weird landscape that looks just enough like reality 
but there there's this sort of like uncanny valley and it's like what's going to happen so it's it, it's again a very stylistic approach to the thing i've not seen a lot of a lot of contemporary films that sort of sort of have that quality i always loved it when i was very young i was watching pbs and there was a production of camelot Mm-hmm. And it was a blank, black stage, and they would drop these beautiful sets. Mm-hmm. And I always, from from that uh, from that day, it's like I would love, I I love cinema, and I I'd, I'd love to work in cinema. That there's just this falseness about it. It's almost the way like Von Cheers did with Dogville. It's obviously uh, a set. Yeah. It's just black, and we dropped, and we we minimal set, and we just act. Because cinema is kind of like a dreamlike quality, and it, and it plays on that. And I think Perkins does does a great job. Unfortunately, he was pigeonholed, playing Norm, playing like Norman Bates like characters. But I think he's he's a great Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde. Also, would be a nice, ho- a very good Halloween costume. Just you know, sort of his like injury Alice Cooper mm-hmm. kind of makeup that that he's wearing. I mean, if you like if you like punk rock, new wave, you know, music countercultures, I think you'd really dig Edge of Sanity just because of the fashion. I mean, I, I would love to, to wear some of the outfits that they're wearing in the film because that's a lot of UK alternative rock and roll street fashion looks that they're, that they're using in the film. It seems that putting Norman Bates on a Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde thing itself would sell, but then adding on the new re-envisioning of it with the influences of 80s punk rock and 70s glam, I mean, that's the, the cherry on top of the sundae, the, uh, the cocaine covered Sunday. Yes, and it's uh, you know it's also uh, th- there's a lot of a lot of violence in it. There's a lot of sexual imagery. Now, is there? Uh, I mean, is it a strict retelling of the story, or do they ex- do they uh, add their own kind of ending to it? No, because I think in contemporary time, as I mentioned before, is like uh, Mr. Hyde has taken on a Jack the Ripper feel mm-hmm. yeah. in a lot in a lot of films. And it's sort of a mashup of just someone who transforms into a beast. And from our last podcast, we talked about habit and just sort of where that that beast takes us. Mm-hmm. It's again like, well, love has a scary monster side, and so our true our true freedom, almost in a Levain way, the beast. Where do, where does that bring us? So he's you know highly sexual prostitute killer runs with sort of uh the the brothel in the film is 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 gorgeous it's mostly red they have women you know almost all naked and like vinyl nuns headdresses worsening at strange cross scenes <laughs> and again none of that would exist in victorian times no, no. but but it's supposed to take place in Victor- in Vic- Victorian England. This is available for all the new filmmakers to go out and see and change and stop just trying to emulate, you know, Eli Roth and all that. Yeah, no, I always I always tell people they the though there's some success in the bro horror genre, mm-hmm. I would uh, ask for them to sort of create their own voices and give us uh, and give us new visuals. So I think I think anyone who wants to sit and watch a very, you know, tripped out weird retelling of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde with Perkins it's just it's just, it's a feast for the eyes. I would I would say go get it. You can get it on DVD. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's on Netflix streaming because I have a copy. I have two copies. I of course have my little Heather pirated copy. Yeah. And then on I the have VHS that you recorded. Yes, and then I have my uh, my 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 DVD of it. Do you still have that that picture that you took out of uh, Gore Zone? 
Well, I, I still have the Gorezone magazine. When I went, when I went back, because again, like when I watched and I was thirteen years old, I'm going like, this is like Ken Russell because I didn't get to see the the Devils or Crimes of Passion until uh, I, I think until it's much later. That like you know, thirteen year old Heather Buckley is like, this is like Ken Russell, whereas like thirteen year old Jason is more of like <laughs> farts. <laughs> <laughs> well, I th I think a lot of the, the the grammar that I picked up, and there's uh, if anyone loves exploitation or un underground cinema the most influential book that i read was jay hoberman's midnight movies mm -hmm. and that's really where like though i may have not known of ken russell when i was that age i knew who jodorowsky was but i couldn't say his name because of the great images of holy mountain like the flayed goats mm -hmm. i would say anyone who's a fan of uh, jodorowsky might want to check out edge of sanity the sort of late 80s retelling the dr jekyll and mr hyatt mythos Hell nice. After these, this recommendation, I really, I'm probably going to go see that as well, and I'll probably just stick with a like maybe a beer or so, and not try to like relive it at home with uh, all that. That's right. Well, you know, you may want to wear a special outfit while you're watching. Okay, I think I can do that. Johnny, I see you've bought us a nice new gentleman for this evening. You can call me Flora. Hi. Jack, hi. He ripped from down there and opened her up to here. Rip! What if I followed my every instinct completely? No laws, no proprieties, no holes barred. I see a piece of food I want. I take it. Our lucky day. He happened to have one available. <laughs> Anthony Perkins is Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde in Edge of Sanity.
Seance Infernale by Mater Suspiria Vision. For when you feel the walls closing in and there's no one you can trust. And then what happens? What can you do? You can get your ass to New Jersey, Ghoul's Night Out. That horror rock festival of two nights that I've been telling you about for the last month and a half goes on July 20th and 21st at Dingbats in Clifton, New Jersey. Go to ghoulsnightout.com bigcartel.com. That's where you can get your tickets to see Children of October, Andrew Winter and the Reckless Dodgers, Vagora, The Reanimated, and many more, along with this week's GNO spotlight band, Sardonica. Precious and few are the moments we two can share. Yeah, 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 yeah!
that voodoo to turn your draft style into something supernatural? The twin power of VoodooSugar.com will put the magic back into your step. Pins, buttons, bags of all shapes and sizes, tees, stickers, magnets, and more. High quality, low prices. That's that's for one. one. VoodooSugar.com. Cool swag for the living and living dead.
This is Britt Griffith from Sci-Fi's Ghost Hunters, and you're listening to Six Foot Plus. of songs the brick bats with rattle my chains i had the pleasure of meeting dw from the brick bats good guy that one then it was ghoul show with skeleton island and then last call by coffin choir and it's last call for this episode i hope you've enjoyed yourself we'll be back next week listener with an all-new episode at sixfootplus.com on itunes stitcher Dogcatcher, and wherever else you want this podcast to appear. Follow me on Twitter at 6 plus, 
like the show on Facebook, facebook.com slash six foot plus. That's the number six, F-T-P-L-U-S. At GDL16 and facebook.com slash gravediggerslocal is where you can go, as well as gravediggerslocal.com for all your Gravediggers Local 16 needs. Thanks for listening to this little monster show, and that's a horrible transition. Actually, no, it's a pretty good transition to Monster Show by Monster Trucks. It's a good song, so it's a good way to go out. Take it easy until next week, listener. Episode 57. Voices. 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 This has been Six Foot Plus, a GDL 16 production. To support, subscribe, rate, review, and recommend Six Foot Plus. The theme song, Carpe Noctum, performed by the Madeira. Shivala Yvonne, Urban Graveyard Lounge Music, performed by Kava Khan. Mahalo. Episodes of The Metal Morgue were produced by Dr. Gangrene. Monster Matt Patterson of the Monster Matt Minute can be found online at hahahorror.com. Heather Buckley appeared courtesy of Liberty and Prosperity, 
as well as blood and guts. All this and gore produced by Twisted Central of TwistedCentral.com. To find out about all the music you heard on this episode, as well as all past episodes and all those important links, go to Six Foot Plus. That's the number six, F-T-P-L-U-S dot com.